Welcome into another edition of DJ and Yak Soccer Talk. David James, Jake Hatch, a.k.a. Yak, mm-hmm. which is short for Jakob, yep. which is better than Judas. But those are a bunch of stories we don't have time for now. <laughs> RSL's two-game win streak is over. They lose to the Galaxy. Somewhat predictable, but there's always hope, right? Yes. All, so you're saying there's a chance. The Galaxy were playing their third game in a week. Mm-hmm. They'd had a midweek trip to Minnesota. Were they going to have the legs? RSL was in fine form. Back-to-back well. wins. No midweek game. And what happened? The first 45, which <sighs> we're, if you're RSL, you're thinking, if we play well in the first 45, they're going to be out of gas in the second 45. This is a chance to get three on the road in L.A. But that was Certainly the a point. And your first point, as we go through three things here, your first point is L.A. looked like the better team, the rested team in that first 45 minutes. Donnie Toy alluded to it in the postgame. The combination play they had down the right side, they seemed to get him 2v1, yes, and they, they got the ball from midfield into the final third like clockwork. Oh, yeah, it was easy for him, yeah. Up and down the field they went, and they got the goal, of course, that gave them a 1-0 lead. And I, So the weird thing is, a year ago, when they dominated 3-0, yeah. a different coach, Ziggy Schmid, yes. know, passed away on Christmas. He was a coach last year. The ball was going forward, and Chris Pontius, was, Chris Pontius who I always watch because he's a former gaucho, and he's just he's just sending in service, yeah. just one was, after yeah. another, whipping some balls in, mm-hmm. sometimes on the ground with crosses, sometimes trying to find Zlatan's six five forehead, which is a massive target. You know, all these he Justin looked, Glad at six feet no, six one. It looks like, like Rudy Gobert right. playing against a bunch of six right. foot eight power forwards. Oh, it, it totally looked like yeah. the eleventh grader going back oh, yes. to junior high. Yeah. All right, let's play i got this Let's yeah go right on. yeah so uh but this was different because pontius was che- checking back for the combination yeah. play and the overlap in the back and and his service was uh less than perfect yeah but he was spraying the ball all over the place yeah he put some into the stands a couple of times there and he had rsl totally got off the hook in the first 10 minutes oh yeah zlatan was goal side mm-hmm. ball side he was it was over yeah and the pass was a step and a half behind him. And Zlatan, 6'5", and he sticks out one of those huge legs and doesn't get to it. Yep. So Arsenal kind of dodged dodged one right there, caught a break. Yeah, but then Pontius comes through with the goal that gave them the lead after Zlatan dummies a ball. and it, He kind of dummied it, but he, he didn't. He kind of stepped over and let it go, it seemed like. It didn't, and it was almost fainted for it. And, yeah. and clearly, instead of playing the ball, they were waiting to see where he sent yeah. it. it was, but it was a weird play. I didn't even think he stepped over it. From the angle we saw, it was like it went by him. Okay. So you thought he didn't even make an attempt at it? In, well, he kind of did. He fainted yeah, at he fainted it. But it was but, off. But then he let Pontius take it. Yeah. It was, yeah. So they got fooled by that. Yeah. Whatever it was, they got fooled well, by and it. Well, see, that, that whole combination right there, I think, screamed what the first half was for RSL. They were far too passive in my mind for everything going on. Even those first 10 or 15 where they had to figure out and Toya yeah. did figure it out and there was mm-hmm. less combination played inside. I think I was bothered more by the final 20 minutes of the first half when they were defending so deep. Yeah, they were. And every ball that was cleared went straight to the Galaxy and was recycled in three seconds. There was no rest. You, the back four really didn't even get to steal any, you know, steal five or ten yards. No, they and, couldn't because they're back under the gun. Right under it. It yeah. was like the clearances weren't even getting out of the final third. Yeah. There was a, a really good save by Putna diving, and he pushes the mm-hmm. ball away, right? I, yes, I And did. I think it was Toya. Clears the ball out. And, and then, it goes, it was like a yeah. magnet. It went yeah. right to the and foot the, of, maybe the, it was Pontius. I don't remember And they're right back into the attack. 
Yeah. yeah, and he was only like two steps outside the 18. Exactly. Maybe three. Here we go. Like, and you're right back under it. And that's but what I could figure then at halftime. Mm-hmm. And okay, so the coaching staff makes a point of that, which I don't know if you need to make a point of it. You have to know in the flow of the game. I give these guys all credit for recognizing, man, we're not even getting the ball to midfield. Not us with the ball to midfield. Yes. Like the ball itself is yeah. not getting to midfield. Yeah. And so they do whatever they say at halftime. And. I wouldn't think that L.A. would run out of gas in the first 10 minutes of the half after you have a break. Yeah. You know, it's more near the hour mark when you run for 10 or yes. 15 minutes. But right from the get-go, Arsenal won every second ball. Yeah, they were all sudden All the 50-50 balls, yeah. all the second balls. It was like the teams just cha- changed jerseys yeah, at halftime. Right. When Arsenal got that goal from Donnie Toya after the— I, I didn't completely understand how that happened other than games take on a life of their own and sometimes stuff happens they do and he he happened just to get past his guy and just happened to be sitting there when that ball came right to him so all right so that was frustrating the opening 45 and it can't be repeated as they come home and we'll get to that yeah um there's a chance to take a lot of points here oh absolutely all right what else all right also we need to talk about the woodwork and rsl has Blasted a few shots, few shots in recent weeks. Two come to post. mind. Yeah, the Seattle off the post from Sabarino when even, yeah. and I thought that was a fair result. I thought that was, I thought Seattle was more dominant in that game than LA was in this one. You're right. Yes, I would agree with you on that point. Uh, some of the national writers didn't. They thought LA was dominant in this one. I thought LA was under it in the final half hour. No, but, they were under it, and that's yeah. the RSL went right at him, and I, I, that impressed me. But the woodwork. But Savarino. Yeah, right. Savarino against Seattle could have gotten a point there, and then could have gotten a point in LA. This rocket that Demir Krylock unleashes that it hit the underside of the crossbar and just ricocheted almost straight down, but did not cross the line. The woodwork is not being friendly to RSL right now. Yeah, but what do you want to do about that? There's not much you can do. But doesn't it's just, they, doesn't it's, that go both ways? Eventually, you hope. It's it's kind of the course of a season. You hope it does, but there. Yeah. It just seems like recently RSL. Yeah, the shots have been there. You just can't have them hit the woodwork and ricochet back out into the field of play. And your third one. My third one is that the Natum and Zlatan had their little brouhaha on the field. Of course, Zlatan, when he scores the... I thought they had more than one. They had more than one because he had the... At the hour mark was the the yellow card. Yeah, the arm around the throat and he takes him to the ground. Later on, he had a two-handed shove felt like to the back and he scores the goal and Zlatan instead of celebrating with his teammates what does he do he turns finds Natum and and gives him an earful and then after the match of course uh, we saw the the video you guys had on KMYU of him going to RSL's locker room in an attempt to make up apologize with Natum and he told him essentially just get out I don't want to talk to you that's his rep yeah And, and the thing is if you accept the apology then and then he comes out and does it again the next time no, you feel like the fool. Exactly. See that, and I tweeted out in this game, Natum has played years and years in the Premier League. He's played against guys of the caliber of Zlatan most of his career. He's not going to be intimidated by this guy, and he's also not going to take the faux apology as he feels it probably was. So, if you're Justin Glad, are you a little irritated? I would be. Glad was ball Gladden, side on the goal, not yeah, Natum. Yeah, he but, didn't really score the goal on Natum. Now, and, you could argue that Herrera, that Glad was playing higher because he thought Herrera was going to turn back or, or turn the, turn yeah, the turn, attacker yeah, back exactly. to the uh, high side. But and he instead, didn't. he yeah. went 
to the end line. Mm-hmm. And that, so if you're, yeah, if you're glad you're a little upset about that, because I think also glad was tasked most of the night with marking Zlatan up and down the field. You saw him. He cleared a lot of balls. He did clear a lot and that's credit to him. But the one time he does get beat goal side, that ball was perfect. And Zlatan just with a big left foot, just rick- rockets yeah. it. Putnam had no chance. Yeah. You couldn't save that. It was, it was over. So, it's tough, yeah, if you're Justin Glad, but the whole Natum situation, I, I I can understand where Natum's coming from, but as PK said on our show this morning, there's also kind of the whole element of you should probably just accept the apology and move on. So I I, I, I have a hard I have a hard time saying hey, just look at him and say thanks for your BS apology. You need to go now. That's probably would have been the better <laughs> way to say it. Yeah, sure. No, I accepted his apology. It was as genuine as the apology. Yeah, I. It's just it's tough because you're right. The rep is that Zlatan. I, he okay, that's so, who he is. So I'd rather back up and say, okay. but what about all the other interactions? Because after he horse collars him to the ground when Natum isn't looking at midfield in a non-goal scoring yeah. opportunity in a non-goal scoring hey, place on the field, and, yeah. he hooks him and throws him to the ground. But then he runs over him going for another ball, yep. which he totally... Oh, yeah. You're, you're a high-end athlete, and you just kind of like blunder into him. No. Come on. Yeah, it was all on purpose. And I thought there was one more after that, again, with the unnecessary contact and all that. And then Natum said he said he was going to... Hurt me. Right. Yeah. And so where's the second yellow or even the second talking well, to? Okay. Here, the, the sec, that second yellow, that the official, I understand. I think Dunny said he was the he's the youngest uh, PR, the, the youngest pro it was, official. It's his, it's his third year, yeah. So he's and the, his fourteenth match. Well, he should have stepped in then because he he stepped in and talked to Natum about it. But he yeah, Natum's like what? Natum's like what are you doing? He's the one that's instigating over here. So but if if you don't see the whole thing and you're yeah, refereeing the whole game, I understand not just that. this fight here. I understand that. But you also I mean, it's assistance. totally it's totally different. Oh yeah, it is. I'm in an intramural game. <laughs> okay. Basketball, not soccer. Uh-oh. And, and, and I'm flashing across the lane, and a guy's like, you better knock that off. All he was doing was scoring on him. Yeah. There was no, I don't, I'm not trying to create yeah, contact. No, just, I don't want yeah. it. He doesn't know how to defend, whatever. He and so I, he punched me. Oh, wow. And I was turning okay. and shooting. I had the ball, so I wasn't going to throw a punch. Like close fist? Yes. Like, oh, wow. And because I was turning, he missed. He barely grazed okay. me. Um and then the ref steps in, you two need to knock it off. And I'm like, right. I took a shot. Yeah, what? And they, but they don't know. It's just an easy thing. And it doesn't matter. Some U6 game to to the World Cup, they, they tell both guys to knock it off. Yeah, but in that situation, it very much it was very clear. And that assistant referee probably should have That's, noticed it, that Zlatan was instigating there and needed to at least have a talking to at that point. So, you, so this is just you can't throw out the star. There's star treatment from pitchers in their strike zones to basketball players in their trips to the foul line. Have you watched to, to international football? Players, what you, yeah. you, it, it happens at every sport and every level. If you're the star player, you get the benefit of the doubt more often than you don't. Plain and simple, and that's unfortunate because I think a lot of people scream, "Well, fair's fair." Like you got to call it even. Yeah, that's, but Carlos Vela isn't trying to beat people up. Of course, Carlos Vela is in six five. Exactly. He's not the Nate. small. He's not. Yeah, but Zlatan is. They call him the lion. He's a unicorn in, in soccer because he's so tall and so big. Because he's six five, and I venture to say somewhere in the realm of 220, 230 pounds, he is a unicorn amongst most footballers, even internationally. Right. So he uses that intimidation factor to his advantage, and I do think it's almost like, hey, here's a, here's a basketball example. You you say it all the time on our show. James Harden is the hardest basketball player to officiate. Well, I feel like. Zlatan is very much that in that way with soccer. Yeah, but Zlatan's more Shaq than Harden. 
You're right. Yes, he uses his brute force. Just unicorn. Yeah. I'm bigger than you. But it's hard to it's hard because it was hard, hard to referee. It's hard to referee Shaq back in his heyday as well. So so I think three other things to watch here. Okay. Um, I thought they missed Everton in this game. Donnie brought it up in the broadcast. He covers yeah. so much ground. The bigger field there. I mean, they did win a lot of second balls in the second half, but would they won a lot of balls in the in the first half? His ability to cover so much ground he goes and wins stuff, yeah, and win some of those balls. Um, I, the second thing is, and I know it sounds good, and we talked about this last week. What is the best formation and the best eleven for RSL? I'm not well, clear, and we may only find out through trial and error. I mean, we can all throw something out and have yeah. our theories. And even if yours is right, because somebody will pick the right lineup. Yeah. But as much as talent matters, space matters. And having five attackers and playing the 4-1-4-1 is different. And maybe they'll just adapt to it. Maybe they need more time together. Now, I thought Krylak kind of sat deep early on and it was more of a 4-2-3-1. I thought yes. he got forward a little more later. Well, I felt like he was told to get get higher up the field later Well, on. they were doing so much deep defending, I get why he would feel like he needed to be a little deeper. Okay. And, you know, when we hear, we can talk to Mike about where he wanted Demir and what he yeah. wants that formation to look like. And a cool thing is, you know, depending, it's always time and score, right? Depending <laughs> on the situation, you can, I mean, you can you can turn that into a four four one one if you want. And yeah. Sit really deep. Yes, but play play Rusnak and Sam Johnson a little higher. The situation they were in. Sit. Yeah, the situation they were in. I think that would have been a bad deal if they would have done. Yeah, something they kind of like ended that. up in two banks before there. Yeah, just because of how they were getting, they were just getting wave after wave thrown right, at yeah. them. I thought in the second half they, I think they just pushed forward and said, "Guys, you got to steal that." Ground. But you get one goal on a deflection, uh-huh. and 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 Mike does want the outside backs coming he forward, does. scoring yes. goals, assists. Brooks Lennon had five assists last year, and I think for the guys who are primarily defenders, I think that was third in the league. So I don't want to dismiss Toya's goal as a fluke or dismiss it as. Uh, you know, some accident. I mean, it is a product of five attackers yes. and then putting the outside backs in. Mm-hmm. You know, but but I think we're all waiting to see the dynamic attack we saw the last third of the year. Now, maybe that was a product of you know Krylak changing positions and guys getting familiar, and now you're throwing an extra guy and the spacing's different, and clearly they're I don't know if having problems is the right, but they're not as good as they should be. And getting everybody on the same page. And Sam Johnson's making runs that look like, okay, there's a possibility here, but he's off. Yeah, he's offside, so it's not going to help So you. he's off twice because yeah. he's thinking you're going to deliver the ball now. There was one time where Corey Baird just decided to dribble it on a counterattack and he because he had the space. Yeah. And then Sam was offside, and well, where do I go now? Exactly. That, and th- that's that combo play that still needs to be tightened up. And that's... Uh, I think so, it, and time. will it if they invest time and, and matches and possibly yep. squander points? Well, that's the hope. Or you don't necessarily need an extra guy in the attack. What you need is more space for the guys who are in the attack. And Demir's so great with the late runs. Yeah. That how do you get him to drop deeper? Because he does have a knack for instead of charging forward full speed, which is what you expect out of Sam Johnson or Corey Bear because they have the pace. Yeah. Demir's great at running forward, but with a purpose. Timing. I mean, there is an art in yeah. any sport. Yes, there is. But certainly in soccer, there is an art to playing at two thirds speed and then going to full speed and using that. Be the later rivalry. And being that option, yeah. burst, yeah. it catches somebody napping. You blow by somebody who's jogging with you at two thirds speed, or you arrive in a space long after everyone's checked and said, okay, nobody's coming. And then you show up 
after they lose their focus and are back to watching the ball. Yeah. I there's it, it is an art form in that way, but I feel like RSL they need every man that they can possibly muster forward to give themselves those options. But you do have an argument there, DJ, that maybe they do need to have one or two guys fall more of Demir's. <laughs> but maybe Demir's the only guy, and the other four play the way they maybe play. Right. Yeah, maybe. And right. he he lurks. He's that. That's he's, what he does. He lurks. He's the late. And he makes option. the late yeah. run. Yeah. Sabarino found him for a goal in the last home match, the winner against yes. Orlando. Yeah, and that was a trademark late run. Yeah. And he got just inside the box, and that ball was the, right there. One defender reacted late, but it was, it was a center back who'd been dragged yes. deep down towards the six. But he had, as he ran forward, he had like a 10-yard bubble of space around him. He was literally all alone running right down the middle of the field. Yeah, and he, he blasts it home. He gets the game winner there. Right. So I think that could help. But I think you're going to bring this point up next, DJ. Where's Albert Rusnak? See, now, you had your three points. Yeah. And now you're stealing. Well, you just I... won a 50-50 ball. You jumped my <laughs> So partly he's a marked man. I agree. And that's going to be a factor. And he was inside, and then he was outside, and now he's back in, but Demir's there, and you got to find space. And I think he was minimized, not just by himself, but they just didn't have the ball. Okay. But he had to go way wide to find space and get on the ball multiple times. Now, I suppose there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, to get the ball, Zlatan had to drop back across midfield. Yeah. But when he did it, when he did that, the other midfielders adjusted, started making late runs, and Zlatan played some deadly balls. So I think most of the highlights when you see Albert, you see him in the middle of the park. So when I see him dropping deep and getting out wide, I start thinking, okay, this is a little desperate. But at the same time, you see how another team handled it, and you think, okay, as he does this, does De- it creates space, and now is yeah. when Demir makes a late run and plays somebody else, or Albert finds him and springs him for a shot at the top of the 18. I don't, I don't know. It wasn't there in L.A., and this brings me to my third point. You know, we're judging these guys a quarter of the way through the season. That's quite a bit of sample size. Mm-hmm. But their schedule has been basically road games against the top, top third of the league. Absolutely. I just looked, and it's subjective, uh, but I just looked at ESPN's power rankings. Top team in the league, LAFC. They played them on the road. They lost 2-1, late goal. Galaxy, they played them on the road, lost 2-1, late goal. Mm-hmm. Third team, Seattle, 1-0, hit the woodwork. Yeah, should have. Fourth team, Houston, went there, got a point they did. in the season opener. Uh, FC Dallas, the fifth team, now they did play them at home, took an early red, completely screwed that one up. Uh, the sixth they still have to go to Dallas. The sixth team is Philly. The seventh team is Toronto. They don't go to either of those. Uh, it's the East. You're only playing yeah, once. They're coming once, into yeah. Utah. The eighth team is DC United. They've already been there. And they got smoked. So of the top eight, they've only got to play one of them on the road the rest of the season. Okay. This schedule is getting very favorable. Well, I just hope that it, they're not too browbeaten from what they've had happen. But to see, them. I don't feel like they are browbeaten because the funny thing is, walking off the field, I didn't feel like they were a bad team. I didn't feel like they were dominated the whole game. I thought they were it's, dominated for forty-five. minutes. Yes, the second half they looked they looked very. And, and much I didn't the, think it was good enough in the last ten. You know, after the goal, I thought they created a little more and they didn't. Yeah, true. So if you got forty-five minutes that you were dominated and fifteen minutes that you played to kind of a draw, you were you're on the front foot for half an hour. You were attacking for half an hour. Well, that's not enough to win on the road against a team no. quality of the LA Galaxy. It's not enough to get a draw. 
You got to you, know? you got to play better. That's for sure. But I, 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 that's one. Th- that's a very interesting point you bring up there. Only one of the eight on the road the rest of the way. So you got that, home matches and winnable games. Now I do think for the final point here, if we spend a little time looking ahead, Portland, mm-hmm. don't judge them by the record. No. They did this with DC United last year. This is a math problem. And if you've listened <laughs> to the radio show, you know I'm good at math if I'm not trying to do it while I'm talking on the radio. True story. Very true story. You get 20 points on the road in Major League Soccer and 17 road matches, you're going to the playoffs. Yeah. That's about a point... Per game, that requires three you. at home, one on the road. Yeah. We've heard that forever. And you look at Portland, so they're doing the stadium expansion. They played eight road matches. They got seven points. I think there's three groups in the Western Conference. Okay, I think both LA teams in Seattle are one group at the top. I'm not ready to put Houston and Dallas there. Maybe I should. Okay. But I'm not. There's, to me, three teams at the bottom, San Jose, Vancouver, and Colorado. Yeah, they, they look like bad teams. Yes, they are. Of the three, I'll give Vancouver a chance to turn it around. New coach. New coach new and a lot of new players. Yeah. And you get something in midseason, maybe, maybe they can get it going. But right now, it looks to me three good, three bad. And then you've got the middle of the league. And I may be underselling Dallas and Houston. Maybe I should move them into that top group. But that leaves six teams fighting for... Four playoff spots. Portland, despite the fact the record doesn't look good, and you know, two weeks ago it looked like, sweet, you're playing Portland at the wrong time. They're giving up three goals every week. They can't beat anybody. They go to Columbus and end a 12-game yeah. unbeaten streak. Yep. They back it up with a win at Toronto. They are a dangerous, dangerous team. You, you got my full attention. Yes. And they had too much talent to do what they'd been doing. Okay, well, RSL's got three or four at home. And I can excuse these first nine on the road. And in fact, they're sitting on 10 points because of who they played and where they played. I, the, only, the only game in there I really regret, and I know there's a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas, but it's Dallas at home. That's the one that felt like it got away. Yeah. And I know they could have won at Houston, and they could have drawn in either LA game or in Seattle. And so we can play woulda, coulda, shoulda. But the one that really... You know, FC Dallas at home, that one hurts. That was that was completely doable. And Dallas is sitting on seventeen points and RSL sitting on ten. Well it could be fourteen and thirteen, they could be neck and neck. Exactly. It'd be much it'd be much more favorable that way. But I just Portland coming in here. I you know who else is coming in is Atlanta, and they've won two out of three off a terrible start, and they had a coaching change. So this stretch doesn't look nearly as juicy as it looked two or three weeks ago. Well yeah, it looked pretty juicy at that time. I just I feel like uh Atlanta's the le, 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 how do I say this le, less dangerous of the two in my mind because uh, Pitti Martinez had his little outburst on the sideline for being subbed off and I don't think ever, all is right in Atlanta right now. Portland on the other hand, I feel like they're starting to figure things out. And you're right, two or three weeks ago you were looking at, looking at Portland, licking your chops. Now you're like, ooh, okay, this may be a little tougher than we actually thought. Uh, the road game in this stretch is Colorado, who's a disaster. They've so got I'm st- two points. I'm still looking. I said this last week. You know, nine or ten points out of the next twelve. Anything be- less is very disappointing. Yeah, gun. And for and it, yeah. some people probably look at it and think twelve out of twelve, but it's just hard to expect a four game win streak and six out of seven in Major League Soccer. Yes. I figure something's going wrong one day. There's not much margin. Somebody you know scores a Galazzo and messes up the game plan. 
Yeah. And the game plan is four straight wins and 12 points, but that'd be great. Stuff happens. You do that, and all of a sudden you're being talked about as the hot team in, in the league. That's, that's, the, that's the news that would come out of that if you were to do that. But you're right. It's hard to expect that in any four game stretch in Major League Soccer. So many different things. These games take on a life of their own, as we saw against the LA Galaxy. So, And the last thing you need, yeah. if Portland comes in here and wins a third straight, is to be sitting on 10 points with Portland, and they haven't had a home game yet. Yeah. Watch out. I mean, I'm talking about RSL getting a lot of tough road games out of the way, and they have. Portland's just playing on the road because they've been. The stadium. At, yeah, the stadium. So they, they're going to have a backloaded home schedule, and you would expect they're going to start racking up points as soon as they're back home. And you don't Which want is what DC United did last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. So you don't want to play with that fire. If you can go out and take these three points from Portland, they could be very useful down the stretch this season, potentially. Uh, for Portland, they're not through it yet. Uh, after RSL, they've got to go to Vancouver and then to Houston for a midweek game. May 25th, is that one in- after a bye week, they finally get a home game. Providence Park finally is re- reopened? Yes. Yeah, I, it, yeah, this is an important three points for RSL to steal here if they possibly can because, like you said, Portland's been on the road. So I already far. read that wrong. It's not even May 25th. It's June 1st against L.A. Oh, so they're off they got, until, yeah, even okay. after the bye week. I, I don't know why I can't read. All right. Apparently well. I can't do math and talk, and I can't read and talk either. So they got three more on the road after RSL. Well, yeah, so take these so three points. So Portland's going to come yeah. – Portland ought to come screaming home with all these home matches. They should. And you got to hope that you can steal these three from them because, like I said, down the stretch, those three points could be critical. ESPN Power Rankings, RSL right now 14th, and they say uh, – RSL felt the wrath of the Galaxy on Sunday. Does that mean Mike Pecky's team isn't good enough to compete in the West? No, but it seems like a dial will switch back and forth on the good and bad meter most of the season for a club with a few nice pieces, but not enough top-class talent. A discussion hmm. for another day. Hmm. Okay. Has, are there enough big-money teams now that the days of the mid-sized, smart club well. going right to the top, the way Portland did, the way Sporting Kansas City did, the way RSL did? The way Colorado did back in 2010. You know, and the Galaxy won some titles in that, I think three of them in four they years yes. in that in, in that, that span. Yeah. But now we've seen Toronto, Seattle, Atlanta. Big money clubs. None of those are medium-sized clubs. No. Those are all big boys. And you look at what's happening right now, and it's LAFC, LA, LA, LA Seattle Galaxy. at the top yeah. of the West. So... Money is apparently starting to rule the day. Houston is the one that's a little bit interesting, though. Them being 5-1-1, one, and one, they're not thought of as one of the big spenders in the league, but they're off to a hot start. So that's the one exception, I think, right now. All right, DJ and Yach, Soccer Talk, every week. Check it out, 1280thezone.com. Grab it there. Are you getting it on iTunes? Yeah. Is it available? It's available on iTunes. Just Tell everyone the, you can see it on iTunes. The Zone Sports Network feed will be right up Stitcher. there. Stitcher? Stitcher. We're on available on all of them. So Everywhere. Check all right. it out. See you again next week. See you for uh, KMYU Talk Around Thursday night. And then the game Saturday night, 7 o'clock, the Timbers. That's it. Adios. Adios.